What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome into the CHGO Bulls Podcast. Coming to you live from our studios here downtown Chicago in the West Loop. I am Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Uh, joined by my pal and producer, as always, Joey Spathis. He is at Joey Spathis. Big Dave in health and safety protocols. Willie Go Gottlieb off enjoying his birthday somewhere, hopefully on his day off. So filling in admirably, kindly, flawlessly, the one and only Mark Harmon, a.k.a. Curve! What's up, buddy? Pat, good to be here. <laughs> I don't know about flawlessly. Uh, I feel so excited to be able to talk buckets with you today and Joey and you, the diehard Bulls fan, because this is the season we've all been waiting for. Damn it, I am optimistic. You ex- told me the other day at the office, you're like, I'm feeling optimistic. And I was like, we got to get Carmon soon, because <laughs> I feel like most Bulls fans aren't, to be perfectly frank. Most Bulls fans aren't. No, I get it. It's uh, the being in the middle and barely in the middle for an extended period of time is not exactly the most fun. Yeah. But I do think logically the only thing they could do was try to augment the roster, come back, be better, hope for a Patrick Williams, a Kobe White to hit a next level and ride this out. And if it goes sideways, well, then there is the trade deadline. You get what you can and, and you go from there. So I know that's partly what we're going to be talking about today. So I, I haven't, I have, I've liked their offseason. I think it's a relatively reasonable offseason what they've done. I think it was a respectable offseason given what they accomplished and the limited resources they had to do it. Um, shout out to uh, Alexander in the comments who's calling you Mark Triple Duty Carmen. That is correct. This is show number three for the Carm today. We had to scramble. I was like, I got no goat. I got no Big Dave. Who wants to come do this show with me? I hit you up yesterday late afternoon. said, hey, you want to do Bulls tomorrow? You said show number three. Let's do it. Well, I am the guy that begs every day. If you ever need me on that bullshit, hey, Peck, I'm going to have season credentials this year. Hey, Peck, can I, can we, can, what about Jordan 88? Can we have some conversation there? What about a little D Rose? And then today I got the call. I, I can't, I can't pick and choose when the opportunity comes. So I, here we go. Let's you go. You are always welcome, man. Yeah. We do have four chairs. Yeah, I know, but you guys and have your show. And the fourth member of our team lives in Australia, so you know he he's not sitting in it too fre- too frequently. It was awesome to meet Mark K last oh, year at the what UCLA. a guy! That was that was like, are you the nicest person on the planet? Yeah, apparently you are. <laughs> so before yeah. we dive into bull stuff, I want to talk to you about this gauntlet of a bull schedule through the first couple months of the season, which <laughs> I saw your reaction <laughs> over there. You clearly had not looked at it closely yet. No, I've, I've never been a huge like schedule guy. Like you're whatever you, you're going to play it. They're going to have their, their, their like, road trips. It's and, a bigger deal for the NFL because there's yeah. only 16 and sure. now 17 of them. Right. And it's home and road. And it's which is a division game. Is it not, you know, NFC, AFC and the NBA. It's like, okay, you play your central division opponents a zillion times. You play the rest of the East teams a handful of times. And then you play every Western Conference team twice. And it's just about, like, which is the toughest road trip you can find on the schedule is usually the only big, like, oh, that, that's a big game. And especially for the Bulls, for as big of a market as they are, being aggressively mediocre, I think we've got maybe four nationally televised games, which is the other thing you're looking for. Right. And then back-to-backs, like, how, right. many, how many four and five nights, all that. But I... But yes, when you were, I'm looking through the rundown, like they played the Miami Heat four times in the first 25 games. Four. That sucks. <laughs> they, play, they, they play the my, Milwaukee Bucks three times in the first 25. Correct. That sucks too. So, no, I did not know that. And that does to the trade deadline and getting off to a good start mm-hmm. and the, the, this team's hanging by a last season thread. Yeah. All of it feels like it matters. Yeah. So those deets uh, came from uh, a great piece from our, uh, our pal Eli Schuster over there at Bleacher Nation Bulls. Shout out to him, who also, believe, will be an in-studio guest of ours next week. So stay, we uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, but so Eli was breaking down this like, first month, uh, month and a half of the Bulls schedule and realizing just how brutal it is. There you see the four against the defending Eastern Conference champion Heat and our pal Jimmy Buckets. Three against the Bucks, two matchups against the reigning champion Denver Nuggets. Ouch. You also got to play the Suns and the Celtics in there. Also, in their first, I believe, 25 games, they have five back-to-backs. So 10 of your first 25 are also back-to-backs with that high level of opponents in that stretch. Um, Eli figured out that that is the ninth hardest strength of schedule across the entire NBA from season opener tip-off night, October 25th, through December 16th. 
So from the beginning of the season through halfway through uh, through December, the Bulls have the ninth hardest schedule in the NBA. I'm surprised that it's only number nine. I would have thought that would have been top three, top five. Right. So, man, some tough schedules out there. Like to me, looking at that schedule, Adam Silver, why do you hate the Bulls? Is this, <laughs> is this a are you a are you like a White Sox fan and you're really annoyed with? Uh, yeah. I know it doesn't work like that, but it's, it just feels like whoa, really trying to come at the old Chicago basketball team here, NBA. Yeah. Well, I, I guess the one thing they do have working in their favor is that being very centrally located, I think I saw that they, as almost every year, do some of the lowest amount of total miles traveled flying to the East Coast, flying to the West Coast okay. for their road trips. Um, but yes, it's a very difficult schedule. They had a very difficult schedule out of the gate last season, too. And it begs the question, for Bulls fans who are fearing another season of painfully mediocre, 40 and 42 mediocre as they were last year, Losing in the play in mediocre. What kind of record, knowing the strength of schedule, would you be comfortable with or even feel good about through those first 25? Does it need to be above 500? Would you be content with, hey, it was a gauntlet of a schedule. They came out of it 12 and 13. I feel okay with that. To feel good about the next third of the season that's on deck. I mean, to me, if you 12 and 13, 13 and 12, somewhere at 500, that, that to me is a pretty damn good accomplishment. If you can split with Miami, take two or three from the Bucks, or at least not lose all three, beat, beat the Celtics and or the Suns, split those two. Right. You know, the, I'd, love, I'd love 500 after 25 games. If I was Billy Donovan and company, <laughs> I'd feel awful comfortable. It'll be interesting to see how he talks about this. Mm-hmm. And early season, maybe teams like... Miami might not exactly be as focused coming in early. You could, that's always a possibility. Maybe I don't know. it'll Riley in that heat culture. That's a, a fair, <laughs> fair take. Fair take, and it, no, no doubt about it. But they, they've had some just wonky. Nobody thought that he was going to end up doing what they did no. last year. That was completely no. out yeah. of left field. Anyone who told you they saw that heat run of the finals coming was lying to you. Right. I mean, and of course, I think there are some Bulls fans out there that are at least buoyed by it. See, we, we, we. We were right there in the fourth quarter with them in the play-in, man. They went all the way to the finals. Why can't we go all the way to the finals, Peck? That happened. Man, I get, I get a, a day off of big days, silly person <laughs> optimism, and you're just throwing it right back in my face. Come on. I, no. I did have you're that. You're supposed to stew in anger and resentment and, and cynicism I, with me. That's I, why you're here, Carm. I, 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 there's plenty of that. I have it for you as well but I mean, you were telling me the other day you like you can see this team getting up to 46 wins which doesn't sound like a, a well, lot but that would be a six win improvement upon last season okay so zach levine last year got better as the year went along right got healthier got very better, much so right and was give zach levine his flowers the dude the dude was consistent he played hard he did a lot of things on the courts from handling the ball when yeah all, all december on all yeah. star numbers yeah i mean just had a great season. I feel comfortable that Demar's got one more solid season in him. Guy works his ass off, right? So he shouldn't. I don't think he's going to fall off a cliff. Vooch, I'm a little more concerned about. He, but Vooch has got new paper. That's not a good reason for being optimistic. But let's just let's just say that you know Vooch plays a very comfortable level of basketball for him. Mm-hmm. He's not killing himself out there every day, even though even though he's, <laughs> he's out there all the time. I mean, he plays every last season. P. Will you got to take a step forward, right? Hopefully a big one. Yeah, not gonna have the ball enough still, but but you would think he's gonna take a step forward. Kobe came on last year enough that they gave him forty million over three years. I was surprised they paid Io, but they did. Tory Craig, you know, shoots it, defends, mm-hmm. uh, and Javon Carter's an ass kicking guy out there as far as the intensity goes. Yep. Speaking of happy happy birthday, shout out Javon Carter, same birthday as our our own Will to Go Gottlieb. Yeah, and it's I Will's mean, birthday. It is Will's birthday today. Gotta text him. You had a really nice, nice tweet about the goat. Gotta show the goat some love on his B day. No, I uh, wish him an early happy birthday when we were doing a show together yesterday. But today re- is his actual birthday. He really is a sweetheart of an individual. Is <laughs> Are he not you kidding me? He's so sweet. just the sweetest. And he doesn't been- like it when I post shirtless content of him for all to see on Twitter. Apparently, but. I mean, come on. He was looking good out there in Vegas at that pool deck. No, how could I not? How could you not? And uh, I wish, you know, that everybody could have been there to see the goat <laughs> flying in action. He's been playing some great softball to the goat. Which, yes, that's something else we need to give our friend the Carm credit here for. The new manager of the CHGO <laughs> softball team, 
who has led our crew to a very successful season, regular season record-wise, and y'all are still marching through the playoffs right now, correct? We got uh, we're playing the semifinals on Monday. Let's, Semis! Let's yeah. go. I will say... I was only there for, I think, one game. I've missed the entire season. But well, Joey just a different, camp, so just a different Well, I was playing softball camp and coaching. <laughs> but just a different feeling around the team. I think Carm, you know, really came in, organized the squad, and has, you know, it's impressive. It's an impressive turnaround. There's no doubt. And umpire Mike said to me, game one, mm-hmm. he said, five weeks from now, nobody's going to want to see this team. And so we believed. You- we believed. And he was right. So you were only there for week one, which is when we lost. We lost. Yeah. But but even I, even I in week one said. Like they all lied to me. What are you good at? Oh, I'm great at this. I'm great at that. Oh, no, you're not. (laughs) I'm great at. (laughs) Well, that was partially my fault. (laughs) Self-evaluation. I was there. (laughs) No, you're not. (laughs) Week one, I said, I'm naturally a pitcher. Fish was pitching. I'm fine with that. First pitch of the game, broken finger. Broken pinky at third. Tough. Brutal tough bother me all summer camp it's all right it's all right we're healthy now yeah do you want me to show up and cheer you guys on in the semifinals because i will bring a cooler of ice cold goose islands and just sit in our team's all i'm saying is if koufax uh, can't go if koufax can't go on the high holidays i'm not playing if koufax can't go on the high holidays i will miss temple respect russia shut is on monday or the second one final the final final it's the champion. Our Koufax can't go. I can't believe you just brought that up because I'm literally, that's an off-the-record conversation, but I am making pleas with the CEO of the league. Like, hey, 20 minutes, Yom Kippur. You can't make the Jews come out there. Let's, can we, we postpone every other thing. Let's it's go true. one more week back it's so a good we point. get the Jews out there. It's a good point. I got some Jews on this team, including myself. Yep, <laughs> so, it's a good point. Peck, you might have to play. You <laughs> are, you might want to rethink that. Uh, no. <laughs> No, no, I've, no we, I, I've sat on the sidelines and cheered you guys on in spirit every Monday, and it's gone well for you, y'all. You, you, you don't need me. You seriously get – you are the MVP of the inner office Slack channel softball support. Hey, man. You don't – for somebody who has never played once this year, you have thrown the most support our way. At, right, in the because channel. I retired and I'm still cheering for you guys. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. It's, you, it's like Scotty and Horace showing up courtside at the Bulls game. Right. And I was well, I was and I was going to go current. Like, and this is unfair to you, but you know, like you, you're you're kind of our Dale and Terry. You mm. you've got good energy. Yeah. You're, you're rooting on the dudes. I am. We don't get a lot of root on I'll around here. Let's have some dancing in the dugout, just like Dale loves to dance on the sidelines when things I, are cooking. I think you should come out. Let's go. All right. I, I just you know I'm the 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 flip side of that coin is I'm afraid to jinx it. I don't want to show yeah. up and be like, hey guys, I'm going to cheer loudly yeah. for you. I'm going to get drunk. I'm going to throw mad trash talk at the other team, and then y'all lose. I would feel like shit if that happened. That's not happening. We're the, honestly, we're, we're like the 92 Bulls right now coming into the semis. We're, we're Unbeatable. We ain't losing in the semis. <laughs> <laughs> I love the confidence. I love Fi- the confidence. Finals against uh, Odyssey, that'll be, that's a different story, but we're not going to lose on Monday. I don't, I don't think so. I'm, not, I'm certainly not worried about you jinxing anything. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe right. I'll come out. All right, back to the show. Back to the show. Um, so with, with this very difficult schedule um, that we were talking about, I mean, do, do you think that there is fair cause for Bulls fans to start hitting the panic button early if they struggle out of the gate? Because Bulls fans love hitting the panic button. I am one of them. I'm, yeah, well, I'm not casting stones at anyone else. I, I see this lineup of theirs, and I think, damn, they could be 25 games into the season and legitimately somewhere between 5 and 10 games under 500. That, that's, a, that's a pessimistic look at it, but it's still within the realm of realism. And, man, it'll be hard for them to face that and this passionate fan base if that's how the season starts. If they look, if they start out three and nine or something like that, I, I think you'll be right to just be sitting there saying like tick tock, tick tock, when are you gonna blow it up? On the other hand, they were actually a team that beat quality opponents last year and then just blew games away to to dog shit opponents last year, which was the flip of two years prior. So maybe this super difficult gauntlet of a schedule with the Bucks a million times and the Heat and the Nuggets and the Celtics and this Maybe they'll go out there and play evenly with those high-quality teams because they were losing games to basement dwellers last year. Well, let me ask you this, if I can turn it around here. Sure. What 
What would it take? They open up with Oklahoma City, and then they get Toronto at home, and they go on the road to Detroit and Indiana and Dallas. And OKC, Bo- young, but Bulls lost to him twice last year. Well, what would it take? Forget about even the first, call it 10 games or whatever. What would it take for Matt Peck to get excited about this team this coming season? <sighs> Man, to get excited, like truly excited. Like, if they I'm – not, I'm not getting excited – regardless of what their record is through 10 games. They could be 10-0 and 0 through 10 games, and I'm not taking that bait. Larger sample size, if they come through this 25-game stretch and they are 15-10, and 10, yeah. I'm going to start dipping my pinky toe into that jacuzzi of optimism. Okay, okay. I'm not diving in because that's how you burn yourself. If you dive headfirst into a jacuzzi, you can burn yourself. I'll dip a toe. Let me, let me ask you another question. Does it matter how they get to the 15 and 10? Like, say DeMar's going nuts and they're winning games. Yeah. Would, you, would that be fine with you? Or do you need to see P. Will putting up, I don't know, 18 and, and 8, something like that, to, for you to go there? Like, if you saw that, let's say, let's say they're, after 25 games, they're, they're 14 and 11 and P. Will's playing at a level that you, you have not seen. Forget about the numbers. Let's yeah. just say he's playing. Yeah. Like, like, what would that do for you? Uh, if they're 14-11 and 11 through this schedule, and part of the reason why is Patrick Williams playing at a level that Bulls fans have not yet seen, I will be ecstatic. Okay. Ecstatic. That matters way more. Than, that matters way more than the record. And DeMar is saving their ass every night, and the rest of the team are playing like bums, and not Zach nearly Levine turns the ball over in the fourth quarter. Then I will be less excited. Not and nearly in fact, as excited. Probably like take that fourteen eleven, throw it in the trash. The Patrick Williams piece is the piece that we're holding on to to bring this team hopefully to the level that we were hoping that they could achieve. And That's it, the and one wild card where it could right. maybe you know are they going to punch above their weight if he's going to make a big step? And there's probably plenty of Bulls fans out there listening to this or not listening to this who would hear that and say, "Are you crazy?" because they don't believe, they're already they've already sold their P-Wheel stock if they had right. any to begin with. Right. Yeah. I have not yet sold mine. And that is a big thing that I am looking at this upcoming season. I have intermittently bought and sold my P-Wheel stock, but I, <laughs> you are not the it's only a little, one. Yeah. It's a little reminiscent <laughs> of the Justin Fields stuff going on. Yeah. Like, are we, if, do we care how we win? Do we want, just want to see I some mean, hell, big development Williams, at this point? The I mean, timeline is... quarterback, so the comparison is not totally... Of course. Apt, but Patrick Williams was drafted higher by the Bulls than Justin Fields was drafted by the Bears. That's right. And, but Billy has always tried to back off any expectations on him. He hasn't played. He's been hurt. He had a weird COVID season. He had, you know, there's... there's and they've never put the ball in his hands, really. But then, whatever you watch his off-season summer highlights, like, oh my God, you've got you've got it, man! It's there. I know it. It's it. It just needs to be unlocked. Yeah. And he's a great kid. Like you, every time you talk to Patrick Williams, you're like, you're what's right with the world. Yeah. Uh, Soft-spoken, polite, but at the same time, I think that's what drives Bulls fans crazy. And his own teammates, his veteran teammates, have called him out for being. Too passive, too polite. Like, Pat, you're good. Right. Believe that you're good and go help us win by taking those opportunities that fit into what we're trying to do as a team for you to go dominate the ways that you can dominate. And he's just like, nah, you guys got it. <laughs> like, no, dude, you need to help us got it. Well, right, the that body language that he does, it's, come yeah. on, man, I, I know... I know it's there, but he's also, you know, that, that, that shot is not pure. I mean, dude, he, but he can hit it. He doubled his three-point rate last season and kept it above 41%. What more do you want from the young man? Fire it. Well, okay, more. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I don't disagree. Fire it more. But, okay, I, that's, see, I don't dive into the numbers as much as I should. That's interesting that, that he's, he's shooting 41%. He shot him more last year. Mm-hmm. Which is why, and yet, just the, 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 there were still plenty of examples throughout the season when he had open looks that he passed up. Right, yeah, I, the I shot think, still takes about a week and a half to get off his shoulder. It, it is a long process there, but the, the those numbers back up the eye test. Where it's like, I, I know you have it in you. Yeah, I mean, sometimes the shot looks a little wonky, but that whatever, that's fine. I know, I know you have it in you. It's there. Can you? 
I don't know. Let's get some mama mentality going on. Yeah. Here. Will, like, That's I mean, what's frustrating, though. Even, we even all just know. A, like a it's half there. syringe worth of mama <laughs> mentality into Patrick Williams. Yeah. Get some of that Dalen Terry mentality into Patrick Williams, and maybe, you know, everything clicks. Um, we got to take our first break. We'll come back and continue this conversation, talking about best possible and worst possible scenarios through this 25-game gauntlet the Bulls have staring at them to open the season. Because I want to talk even stranger hypotheticals that might happen depending on best and worst case scenarios. So we'll get to that coming up after the break. Carm, which of our lovely sponsors is on deck first today? That would be our friends over at Ray Chevy. Of course, uh, look, you're proud. Love Ray. I love Ray. I'm going to go see Ray because my car's falling apart. I haven't done it quite yet. But are you in the market for a new or used vehicle? If you are, then great news for you. Ray Chevy in Fox Lake is a part of our CHGO team. And we are talking to the team at Ray, and they have a pledge. It's called the Ray Price Promise. You'll love this. It's a guarantee. The price you see online is the price you pay when you go into the dealership. They're not going to try to upcharge you, all that stuff. In many cases, dealers will give you some low price online. Then you walk in like, oh, well, are you a recent college graduate? No, I'm not. Well, then it's not. you don't get that right. Or military or a farmer or a million other things. Are you a season ticket holder of the Bulls? You don't need any of that right there. <laughs> Most cases, those this is, this, is, this is what they do. Price you see online is the price you pay. No add-ons to the price ever. In fact, Ray's going to do everything to actually find you additional savings, which, of course, you're going you're to love. And now, through September 30th, all buyers can qualify for 0% financing. Zero payments until 2024. Live free. Go to Bulls games with that extra money. Do all whatever you want to do. Uh, no money down either. That's right there for you. Best of all, you pay zero hidden fees with the Ray Price Promise. Visit Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake or RayChevrolet.com, serving the community since 1963. Find new roads. One of those new roads could take you right to your local Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary. Mm. Stock up for your Sunnyside football weekend. Sunnyside is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products to get you everything you need for football season. They also offer easy online ordering and in-store pickup. It is the best way to shop, y'all. Whether it's for cannabis or anything else, order online, pick up in-store. They have locations all over Chicago, all over the state of Illinois. Find the nearest one to you. Great one in Wrigleyville, just right there by Wrigley Field. Our guy, uh, uh, Corey from CHGO Cubs, loves shopping at that one. He lives around the corner from it. I love the Good News brand gummies, the orange-flavored ones. <sighs> half, half of one of those takes me exactly where I need to be. Now through October 15th, head to sunnyside.shop. Use that promo code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. One use per customer, not stackable with other promotions, but it's not just for first-time customers. Anyone can use that promo code of ours, CHGO25, for 25% off. Hook it up. Not 10, not 15, 25! Pick up everything you need to elevate your football season at Sunnyside. Must be 21 and over. Or an Illinois Med card holder, our, mm -mm -mm. our good friend uh, Thrown Hat, aka Mutant Atomic Lake Fish, aka Beat Daddy Fish, damn, aka Mark. Right, that's our guy. He just a got man back. With many hats and many names. Just got back from uh, Sunnyside. That's why he's late to tune in. There you go. Smart, smart guy. Getting your Sunnyside shopping done early before the weekend. I dig that. We've got some fans uh, chiming in in the comments also about this whole first twenty-five games of the season thing. Uh, Sung Hyun said, "By." 25 games, no matter how tough the schedule, we should be at 500. No questions asked. If we were to be convinced not to shout, blow it up. That's certainly one way to look at it, and I think I, I could say that that's mostly fair. Uh, Jacob, meanwhile, saying he'd be happy with 500 if, it, if it's because P. Will and Kobe are balling out. They need to step up this season. That, yeah, that's the, that's the whole key to it, right? How To me, at least. How it happens. What does yeah. it look like? Yeah. Who's doing what? Because, I mean, if DeMar's out there, like, he's having a DeMar, like, 40 point. We've in, seen that. We, right. We've and, seen how far that takes this team, and the answer is not very far. Agree. A five-game exit in round one of the playoffs. Plus, he's old. It's over. You're not – I don't. I can't imagine a scenario where you're re-signing – Please, right we can't go down I mean, that road. Chill just went down my spine. <laughs> <laughs> and the other guy, the vet on this team, who was part of why DeMar came here, his former college teammate, Nikola Vucevic, 
What I don't know if you saw the interview he did with Jake Fisher for Yahoo Sports earlier while he was you know playing for his national team in the FIBA World Cup this summer. But Vooch said, you may have seen the quote, like basically, we all know this is our last chance yeah. to do something together as this core of players. And that's the guy who just signed a three-year contract. So if this aging veteran core, led by Damar and Vooch, are not quite getting it done, at, at what point do Bulls fans call for, for real this time, we're not kidding this time, blow this shit up? And is that anywhere near the same timeline of the patience that might still be had by this team's front office? So, a couple of reactions to that. Number one, are you surprised that Vooch wanted to be here? Like, this is a dude that yeah, has yes lost a no. lot of buckets in his life, and he's getting up there. It's kind of interesting, like, that he's... I mean, he still was like, you know, top five in the NBA in double-doubles last season or whatever. He's still giving the team 18 and 12 every night. He still has a role. It's just not the role he had doing everything for a Magic team that sucked. I'm, I'm right, but I'm saying from his standpoint, wouldn't you want to go to a team that is closer to being more competitive? Yes, versus like, oh my God, this is the last chance at it. Most likely, we're going to, you know, if things go well, we get in the playoffs and we're a coin toss to win a first round series and then we're done. He has also stated on the record multiple times that he and his family love Chicago. Right. I know his wife just recently had, I believe, their third kid. So he's got three kids, one of whom is still like infant aged. Moving is difficult. Also, zero disrespect to Vooch, common knowledge, common agreement, he was not getting 20 mil annually anywhere else on Correct. the free agent market this summer. And what contender to go get 20 shots per game? Nowhere. I mean, he could have maybe gone to Washington and they could have given him the primary, you know, but what good competitive situation where he could have been a, fulc right. a fulcrum in the offense like that? I don't know. Right, so, he's, so this was a convenient play. I just had another kid. I, the city of Chicago is amazing. I like living here. You guys are going to pay me I'll more. I'll take another $60 million. I'll take another $60 million. $60 million. And I, by the way, I do not begrudge any athlete for making what they make, but it's just amazing. $60 mil. Got to feel good, Vooch. I like that, Vooch. Not bad, Vooch. Is, I, I would happily take $60 mil for a three-year deal. The Vooch stuff is confusing. 600K on a three-year deal? That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, I'd take that, too. <laughs> I mean, what, let's, let's be real. <laughs> that's, Ooh, that's, a, that's a nice raise right there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but, I mean, honestly, Bulls fans were calling for them to blow it up at the trade deadline last year. They didn't. They said continuity, continuity, continuity. Now they are at least finally admitting to themselves and to Bulls fans, the public, the media, Lonzo's not coming back. But we still believe in this core, even knowing Lonzo's not coming back. So that, therefore, what did we do out of the gate in free agency? We brought back Vooch. We brought back Kobe. Made a couple of nice additions, modest role-player additions in Javon Carter and Torrey Craig. And then eventually also brought back Io. That is doubling, nay, tripling down on this roster that shouts middle of the pack. They don't want to go to the bottom again. Clearly, we've seen the bottom. It wasn't that long ago that Bulls fans have seen the bottom. The bottom sucks. It's the, gross. The bottom sucks, and you need luck. But when the bottom hits and you get Victor Wembanyama, congratulations. Yeah, that, but Wemby didn't even go to the most successful tanking team. Right, I know, I know. It's, but that's why you put yourself in the, in the potential well, to be there. And the Bulls had... Basically, three seasons where they should have been tanking and kind of were tanking, but didn't tank successfully, and ended up with the seventh pick three years in a row. Malpractice, which was just boots trade. Can somebody fix something for someone? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> don't you understand? The NBA is better when basketball players of elite talent are playing in Chicago. Yeah. Um, so, so here's another interesting question for you, Car. I'm, I'm curious to know how you feel about this. Yep. Say the Bulls are. Not just 25 games in, but nearing the trade deadline. We're somewhere January, early Feb, and they are hovering somewhere a little bit below 500. Maybe they are in that 7 to 10 play-in range, and they're not really impressing you on a nightly basis. Mm -hmm. At that point, would you be in favor of 
selling any and all the pieces they can sell at that trade deadline, even if it means selling them for not just below face value, because you're pretty much always stuck doing that in the NBA trades these days. But if it means a fresh start, are you willing to sell parts as scraps at the trade deadline just if it means a fresh start, if they are woefully mediocre again coming into the trade deadline well i would go in order like i would sell damar first and then i want to sell voot second and then i i wouldn't be i wouldn't i would not sell zach levine for for scraps for scraps i wouldn't do that i certainly wouldn't do that with patrick williams and or kobe white so i would but at that point would i take what i could get for damar and live to play you know just try to get, get in as many assets as i could yes i would um, and if anybody wants Dale and Terry, nice guy, tries hard, does not look like he can play NBA basketball in any way, shape, or form. That's what I've seen so far. Demar's the obvious one, right? With yes. extension eligibility, and I mean, they I have, sort of reset the timeline on whether or not I, you know I, they they have another three years now to I, trade Vooch. I've, and still and get I've some, heard recoup some, something at some least worrisome things in various corners of NBA media about what the Bulls were getting as far as offers for DeMar just yeah. this summer I don't, leading, leading up to the deadline last season? Not much. We're yeah. not even talking, ah, first-round draft pick. We're talking second-round draft capital, maybe a, couple, like a, a young player or two who aren't on, star on the rise young players, but just young players. I think they could get a, Which a first, if, you know, not a high first. for how good DeMar has been for the last two years, but he is an aging player who yeah, has a game that doesn't necessarily fit the way the league is trending as he's aging and is due for another contract that, honestly, he has earned with his pay, but I think somebody saw it in our, or mentioned it in our comments. The extension that DeMar is eligible for if the Bulls wanted to sign into it at some point in the near future, four years, 178. You want right. to commit $178 more million to DeMar DeRozan right now? No, which is why he's still here, because there is no real offer out there for him, and this is the only play that they have, so let's ride it out, and at, at the deadline, okay, fine. And then Arturis can get up there and do what Arturis does and explain it in a very Arturis way. I actually liked his press conference, by the way, at the, at the travel. Well, it seems like everyone's mad at me, so I'll, I, I guess I must do something. I, you're talking about the one on draft night. Yeah. Um, that's also the one where he basically said, hey, y'all be patient and just wait and see what we do in free agency and before you continue to jump down my throat. He basically brushed off valid questions by saying, just just hold on and wait. It, it was, and then what he did in free agency? Okay, yeah, like Tory Craig and Javon Carter aren't scrubs. But they were in no way validating his just chill out atmosphere and vibe that he was giving off on draft night. Yeah, but they they spoke to his like rational Arturis, Alex Caruso, you fit, being undervalued weirdly by the Lakers. We'll take you like that. It it, it was an Arturis level, middle of the road, solid play that excites no one. I, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I. He does. I, it's hard for me to get to a point where I think that that guy doesn't know what he's doing. But he's yeah. he's he's moved closer to it. But I still I still feel like there is a level of understanding of basketball that he has that just feels at least minorly I mean, comfortable. The, I don't, I, I'm the not one thing that I will always respect, I think, I mean, always is a long time, that I still respect about AK, despite the fact that some of his moves have since backfired on him. The Vooch trade, obviously, not great. The Lonzo sign and trade, not because of any fault of his, other than maybe taking a calculated risk, knowing that Lonzo Ball was an injury-prone player. But when Lonzo Ball was on the floor and playing, the Bulls were the number one seed in the East. Also, he took risks. He made bold choices to totally flip a roster that he inherited that was busted and going nowhere. The old front office never took risks because they, they didn't have an out-dialing phone, I don't think. Right. That's, that's why Bulls fans got sick of the old front office. They sat on their thumbs and didn't do shit. AK arrived and started doing a bunch of shit. Right, and when, they, when he made the trade for Vooch, this city loved it. I was like the only one or one of the few, at least, that was like, I, 
I kind of like Wendell Carter, and nobody else does. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Like, no, I, I, I'm like, where are you going? Wendell it wasn't about trash. the Wendell. They traded unprotected first twice That's what it in is. a year where they it's, still finished seventh in the lottery that season. They were in no position to, to cash in their chips at that point. Yeah. Yet, for some reason, he accelerated the whole timeline. They were still a tanking team. They finished seventh that season. Right. Yeah. Right, it, like that didn't. The timing of it didn't make any sense to me. No. Where do you think you're going with Vooch to the middle? Right, great, but hey, to to you the, know what you know what's above the bottom, <laughs> the middle. Right. Well, then a lot of the a lot of the talk at the time was you know you gotta if work we're at best crawling we got to get to walking and then you can run and you if we got to make this place attractive to people so we have to start winning games and the yeah. free agents are going to come here. And I'm more like, no, you got to get lucky yeah. and, get, and get a stud. Yeah. Period. Well, so, okay, would you rather, to the extremes at this point, would you rather see, as a Bulls fan, the team maybe exceed expectations by a little bit? And it, in my lens, that means securing a top six seed in the East, having an entertaining fight of a first-round playoff series, and maybe absolute ceiling finding a way into the conference semis, but then losing in the conference semis. To me, that is the highest peak for this team that I'm looking at right now. Would you rather in, watch that and be entertained by that, but know that where you are is still stuck in the middle at the end of the season? Right. Or watch this turn into a dumpster fire fairly quickly and see them disassemble it before the trade deadline midseason? Which of those paths would you rather see play out? So, path two is the better path for the organization. However, as somebody who enjoys the Bulls being competitive and has not a ton of faith that they're ever going to get there, I would enjoy the season more if option A happened. I, and I would know, like... Basically, like, I'm having dessert before I have to eating my vegetables as a nine-year-old. Right, yeah. Like, that's what's going on, and, mm-hmm. and I'm going to end up with diabetes and get nothing. <laughs> like that. Well, not nothing. You get diabetes. Right, right. <laughs> I, it's, so, it's... it's I, there's... They need it's, to. They need. Tough. They need to go take their medicine, go to the bottom, and wait for it. But the thing with that is that you you just have no idea when you're going to get out. Yeah. And you can be down there for years. And uh, you can be Sacramento. You can be the Clippers in their in the years when they were doing that stuff. Yeah. You, you you can never get out. And the Bulls do not have an appetite for that. They just don't because the but the thing is like. NBA's a cash cow. Mm-hmm. Throw Benny the Bull out there. Have him dump popcorn on people, which I completely can't stand, and I hate it, and I don't know why they allow it, but they, they just do that. Shoot off the shoot the T-shirts out and sell 16,000 tickets, yeah. and, and you're making money. Yeah. Um, we have both sides of the coin in the comments. Uh, Drewish saying, I'm going with the latter. Breakup of this squad is overdue. Meanwhile, Herman saying, win for sure. Ride it out until you can't. Just because you blow it up does not guarantee a future star. Those are the two lines of thought. Also, quick grammar lesson, Druish. Other ladder. You use the Ds. You're looking for the Ts. Latter. You're not climbing up it or down it. Seems reminiscent of, like, the Mavericks a couple years ago. The situation you're talking about, like, back their way. I mean, it was deserving. They made the conference finals, but... Look at where they are now. Yeah. And I think that they were sort of pressured into making some win-now decisions, and I don't think they're realistically in that position. Now they're now they're way worse off because of it with yeah. no assets, and I don't know. I think we all agree, yeah, it would be fun to watch, but that might that might really derail where things are I adding. mean, as, as someone who's gotten just cynical as I've aged as a Bulls fan and kind of, as you were just expressing, Carm, has lost faith in the – possibility that somewhere down the line the Bulls will actually turn back into a championship organization, I am losing that feeling. It's almost gone. I'm still a fan for some inexplicable reason. It's, it's harder to say absolutely what they need to do is blow it up, blow it up, blow it up now, blow it up yesterday, when an entertaining round or two playoff run, right? if you know you're not going to be a champ anyway, it's hard to turn that down. 
Yeah, I mean, if you look, if you're in the top eight in the league, yeah, top eight. <laughs> oh, God, it's, it's I hate I, rationalizing I, that to myself. It's not and it, to you out there in Bulls Nation. Trust me, that it's felt, not. I ugh, feel like my tongue is dirty right now. It's not sexy. You need to wash it out with some goose. It's, uh, there you go. It, it's it's kind of like knowing your level. Yeah. Like, yeah, and this is us. Being painfully aware of your level. Right. Uh, all right, let's take our second break. We'll come back and uh, wrap the day up with Random Bull Generator. Always fun. I'm excited uh, about this. Carm, tell the fine people out there in Bulls Nation about the dope shades well, yeah, that you they want, can get. That's right. You want to take on the sun with the gear built to last. You love it. You know it. Our friends at Shady Race have you covered. Any weather, warm weather, cold weather, you put on your premium polarized shades at an affordable price and you are living the dream. Uh, Shady Rays, of course, you know it, you love it because they have the most insane protection plan in all of eyewear. If you missed this before, listen up right now. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by the lost and broken replacements. You lose your pair, you break them. They are going to send you a brand new pair, no questions asked, so you can wear them with confidence and sit on them in your car with confidence, which is something that I would do. <laughs> and you'll be like, oh, that sucks, but they're just going to ship me a new pair. So Shady Rays, also, by the way, if you do order them, you don't like them, you can return them for free within 30 days. No risk when you shop. They got your back. And exclusive for you, CHGO listener, Shady Rays giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use that code CHGO. You get 50% off for two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Boom. Shady Rays. It's football season. Everybody tries to figure out the best way to stream what you want to watch, what you can watch, what you can't watch. Should I cut the cord? Is now the time? Now's the time. Fubo TV! 140 plus live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. You can stream live TV from any device. From the TV on the wall in your living room, from your laptop, from your smartphone, any device. You could also start watching immediately with a free trial. Gotta love the free trials. No contract, no cable, no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. Plus, Check out this bonus, a thousand hours of cloud DVR space included at no extra charge. If Carm wants to break down Bears film every Monday because <laughs> he loves torturing himself, he could keep that entire Bears season. He could keep entire multiple seasons of Bears game tape on that cloud at no extra charge. Watch local teams while traveling. Another perk. They offer college football, it's the season, y'all, Big Ten, NFL, Bears, NFL Network, Red Zone. That's right, Red Zone, the greatest thing that exists on planet Earth from September to January. Mm. Fubo TV has it. So, watch all your favorite college football and your NFL with Fubo. Go to www.fubotv.com slash CHGO to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Once again, that's www.fubotv.com slash CHGO for 15% off your first month. God, I'm so happy football's back. <laughs> I mean, even after that just awful red wedding of a Bears-Packers game, I am so happy that football is back. They're, they got to win this week. 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 And if they don't, then just, you know. You think they are? No. <laughs> no, I don't. So but, much optimism on this program today. Yeah. But I'm open to it. Open it can, to it. It can happen. It can happen. Uh, all right, y'all. We're going to end the show with a fun little segment we like to do called Random Bulls Generator. It's a great late off-season segment. And uh, it's actually the first time I've done it all off-season. Our guys, Big Dave and Will the Goat, did it while I was taking my vacay last week. Uh, Joey, have you done it yet? Or is this going to be your first one? I think they had Sarah on the controls for that. No, this is my first one back. Um, and it, the debut of, of a new look for Bulls Generator. Jo Joey so spruced up our, our random Bulls Generator. Guys. I am excited about that. Made a, little, made a little intro for it and everything. I'm excited. Um, trying I'm, to I'm curious see if I can make one for myself like here. Too, many, too big of a hint. But like when I told you this, was your first instinct to go to like 1960s Bulls? My, first, like. <laughs> my, 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 I was, I was tempted to go early eighties. I'm not, uh, you know, Carm, first time at Chicago Stadium that era. Right. Yeah. 
I'm, I don't want to give away where I'm going, but sure, I, yeah. I, I, I didn't go. But I will. I will. I guess give a little bit away. I didn't go. I didn't go right to the Orlando <laughs> Woolridge Quinton Daly realm. Okay. I, left, I left them out. I, but I, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have been mad if you did. Yeah, I was. I was yeah. curious. Yeah. No, All right, are you ready? Yeah. And All right. also not to say that Carm is that old. He's not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think old we need kid. some we need some intro music on these, but I don't know if there's any sound. I think we should be able to talk over it though. Okay, here we go. Here's the intro. Bose generator. Go. Here we go. This. Look at this. Oh my gosh. I feel like I'm wow. a, One in credit. a casino in Vegas. Wow. Look at this. Joey doing work. Bing, bing. All right, here bang. we go. Oh. So who's going first? Pack or Carm? Uh I guess I can go first. Okay, here we go. Here's Peck's pick. All right, here we go. Remind myself who I sent you earlier today, Joe. All right, so yeah. If you uh, refresher, I pick a random bull from history. Could have played one game for them. Could have played 100 games for them. So there is and the pick. I will show it a little closer now without the bar over his face. Carm tries to figure out who it is. Here oh, we go. I'm literally just looking at the face right there. Yeah, that, that, that the, guy right there. Trenton Hassel. Good guess, but no. He's got some Trenton Hassel features. And, uh, you know, if you uh, end up wanting a clue at some point, you can let me know. Yes, I need a clue. Okay. Uh, I don't want to give too much away. He played for the Bulls uh, a handful of games spanning two different seasons in the aughts, 2000 to 2010. A handful of seasons in 2000 to 2010 in the aughts. A handful of games spanning two seasons. A handful of games. What happens when I don't have any idea and have no (laughs) chance? (laughs) Anybody in the comments? uh, You got anyone in the comments? then, Then I win this round. Or I could give you another clue if you want to keep guessing. Uh, played for the Bulls a handful of games from 2000 to 2010. That man right there. It's that not Pargo. is, I have no idea. It's definitely not Gennaro Pargo. It is not Gennaro Pargo. It's, uh, he was involved in a trade that had him arrive in Chicago. Uh-huh. Also involved in a trade that had him leaving Chicago. Okay. We traded for him. We traded him away. Uh, in the aughts. Mm-hmm. Can I look at rosters? Am I allowed to do that? Uh, if you want, pull out your laptop. If you want to cheat that way, I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm asking for permission. Uh, two thousand Chicago Bulls. Further further clue on the trade. Yep, it was a three three team trade with Cleveland, uh, with and Cleveland. Seattle. Did he play for Tim Floyd? He did not for the Bulls. Not for the Bulls. Uh, I'm just checking where he went to college. I didn't think so. Yeah, no. Let me no, put up, let me put up another picture here. Pick I, put up a, I put up a little bit more here. Not A.J. Guyton. I know that. Mm-mm. It's not. Hold on. All right. Uh, and there we go. Computer dies on me. No chance. All right. Uh, there we go. Can you see this? Like now? That, that, yeah. that, that, that is so familiar. But I don't, I don't have it. I know that uh, – I don't know if Joey purposely did it in a, in a photo crop to cut out the number. He did wear number 15 for the Bulls. There's another clue. Is Herman correct? No. <laughs> Herman. Uh, I think you 15. got him, Pac. I think I got him? I think you got yeah, him. Yeah, you got me, Doug. It is not. No, it's not Adrian it Griffin. It is not Adrian Griffin. I would have gotten Adrian that Griffin. That is Cedric Simmons. Yeah, no chance. Cedric Simmons. No, no chance. I re- va- vaguely remember. <laughs> yeah, it was, wasn't happening. Played college ball at NC State. Drafted by the uh, New Orleans slash OKC Hornets in uh, the 2006 NBA draft. First round draft pick. I okay. I had a I I did not understand the game well enough. I would have done something different to try to trip you up. You're gonna get yours. Uh, I mean, he played uh, two seasons for the Bulls. No, part, no he played a- part of two seasons for the Bulls. Also, like involved in a memorable trade, but actually two memorable trades. So the trade with the Cavs that brought Drew Gooden and Larry Hughes and Shannon Brown sure, here. Sure, he was in that trade. Right, there we go. There we the go. The trade we made with Sacramento 
to get John Salmons and Brad Miller in 2009, he was sent out in that trade. That was a great deal. Great deal. What college, Matt? Dude, Brad Miller and John Salmons. I loved What college did he play for? NC State. NC State. Give me the triple overtime right now. (laughs) A bunch of people in the comments are, who? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, No. No. No Former 15th, 16th overall pick in the NBA draft, Cedric Simmons. It's a good job. I mean. Victory pack. Dude had a a nice little career for four seasons. It's involved in John Salmons trade. (laughs) Yeah. Led right right to triple overtime. Joe Kimnoa going coast to coast against the Celtics. Ben Gordon going nuts. Yeah. I mean, come on. That was that, that. How do you not associate that with Cedric Simmons? I don't. Now None I, of that happens exactly without Cedric Simmons arriving and then getting traded the following season and bringing in those pieces. They should retire Cedric Simmons' fifteen number. <laughs> that guy was freaking huge. Heck, speaking of fifteen, uh, that is the number that officially Julian Phillips is going to wear for the Bulls this season. Their second round draft pick, fifteen, Forgot which I'm about. fine with. Less fine with Tory Craig wearing number thirteen. What are we doing? Retire 13. What are we doing? I feel like we've had this conversation before. Retire 13. Hang it! All right. Carm, you're up. All right. Well, uh, I did go back to an era where this guy does have a championship ring. Ooh, okay. Uh, He also was a part of some teams that didn't quite climb the mountaintop. Okay. So I'm I'm seeing late 80s, early 90s here. That's right. He... uh, the ultimate glue guy. He had one of my all-time favorite layups in Bulls history. Ooh. And one of the, my favorite games that I've ever been to. Um, when Bill Lambeer did not score. So glorious. Isaiah was huge that day. But MJ had 11 at halftime, and he finished with 47. But this guy had one of the late buckets in there. Um and, you know, and Phil Jackson loved him. And the guy that I used to sit here we behind, go. Yeah, here he comes. Okay. That's enough of that. Okay. I, I think it's going to be an easy one for you. I, probably. See, uh, I see some general area of where we're going here. There he is, Peck. I'll pull him up a little bigger for you. Can I, can I get that picture yes. again there, guy? I love that. Uh, have we you have stumped a, the pack. Uh, I will. I'm going to hide the chat here. Somebody in the chat got it. I saw. The, uh, the chat has it. Chat <laughs> has it. All right. So, I'll give you one more hint. That that's not really going to help you at all. Okay. But <laughs> French but, uh, French Bulls TV has it. I was sitting, the guy that I used to sit behind at the old Chicago Stadium, he loved this dude, and he would, he would hit me in the, on the back of my shoulder. Yeah. Rambus of the 90s. Rambus of the 90s. Oh. Rambus of the 90s. Oh, Ed Neely. Ed Neely. There you go. Ed Neely. <laughs> All I needed was Rambus of the 90s. <laughs> you, you got it from Rambus. You just, like, I cannot separate what the generic, like, galoot white guys of Bulls history look like from one another. Wow, Ed Neely. He set a screen. MJ came out. They both went. Both the Pistons defenders went to him. Neely cut back door, fired it to him, laid it in. Got pushed to the back, I think, by Rodman. The great Ed Neely. And then Ed he was, he was on the he was on the '93 roster. He barely played, but he was ba- yeah, like barely played. Yeah. Like actually played some minutes for those late '80s teams. As he I was a, in the on the on the. That was the team that lost to the Pistons in seven. Right. He, would, he got minutes. Yeah. 15 minute a night, Ed Neely. Averaged like three and three. Ed, Ed Neely. What a gem. Phil I mean, he him. looks like Fred Hoiberg. He looks exactly like Fred Hoiberg. He does have some Fred Hoiberg. Can With we, just like a bit squarer jaws. That is the only difference. Can, can, I have one, can I just have one second of Phil Jackson with you? Sure. Did you, so there was a I saw a, a TikTok of J.R. Ryder, and you know, Scotty, who's completely off the reservation right now. But yep. So you know, one of his accusations and the million accusations that he threw out was that Phil was a racist. I right. I do recall that right. in one of Scotty's many interviews. Yep. So I'm watching TikTok at three in the morning the other day, and J.R. Ryder's on there, like you do, and he's like, like you do, right? And and J.R. Ryder says uh, that 
Like after practice, feels like all right. You know, y'all, you'll take care. This is what he's coaching the Lakers, and he's like, you know, hopefully, hopefully, we won't see uh, Jr. on Crenshaw tonight. <laughs> and, and like, Jr. is telling the story, and, and he's telling it to KG. Yeah. And KG looks like he's ready to fight Phil Jackson here in yeah. that story. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, you know. Hey, hey, you know, I don't mind going on Crenshaw and throwing some of my dollars away and getting myself some fish, some food, whatnot. Um, but the way he says, like, I never looked at him the same way. And now I'm wondering, like, is, did Scotty tee up something accurate with Phil? Like, is this, this so? Okay, the what the my first reaction when I heard Scotty throw out that Phil Jackson's racist thing, I was like, whoa, because like I, at the time I was just kind of a little bit worried about Scotty's mental health because that was. The next crazy thing Scotty said, not the first. But then when I stopped and thought about it, there was that comment Phil Jackson made about LeBron and his posse back in the day. Then he had those comments about the bubble and the, right. the, le- like the writing of the phrases on the courts and the phrases on the backs of players' jerseys and saying, you know, people tuned out because they don't want to see that crap with their NBA entertainment. And I was like, Damn it, like, because Phil's personality, to, known to the public throughout his entire coaching career. Hippie, you know, maverick, chill dude. Bingo. Bingo. What the, what the hell is going on here? Now it's like maybe there was some element to that hippie maverick thing and reality wasn't he's a crotchety old white guy. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm sitting there watching this. I'm like, I can't believe he said that. Maybe also, I, the, which, the, the hippie maverick thing, the... Sources who know Phil the best and have done certain things with Phil, I like people talk about it as if that dude was like dropping acid every other day. By Phil's own account and by people who know him, it was like once or maybe twice in his life that Phil did acid. Right. So, okay, <laughs> counterculture certainly went far away from the very strict conservative religious upbringing of having like two pastors for parents, but maybe not quite the like. Hippie, free loving. <laughs> Thank you, Joey. Um, I maybe Scotty was not totally off base. I feel like he he. That's that's a good way of putting it. Not totally off base. And for the record, if I may, and thank you for having me. Uh, they should have gone for a seventh ring. Don't tell me that they shouldn't have. I don't care if they would have won or would have lost. I think they would have won. Maybe they would have lost. I didn't need to see Rusty LaRue and whatever that team and Tim Floyd do whatever they were going to do. And Phil Jackson was offered to come back. And he said, no, this thing is over. Rusty LaRue is well, a classic, he let us down, classic man. Bulls generator name. Phil, Phil, Rusty like, LaRue. That's, that's the one who ended up making the decision because Jerry Reinsdorf said to Phil, I don't care what we said. I don't care what Krause said. Right. You can come back if you want to come back. Please come back. Right. And, and Phil said, no. Nah, I'm out of here. Yeah. Therefore, MJ said, I'm out. Therefore, they didn't have to try to convince Scotty to re-sign a one-year deal. Therefore, they didn't have to j- make the decision of the headache of keeping Robin around for another year. Phil is the biggest domino that fell that disassembled the dynasty. Exactly. Exactly. Now, Mike should have stayed and played because he's Mike and you, there's nothing in your life that's going to give you more joy than playing hoop and bringing whatever coach you wanted. That's what he should have done. But Phil, but he got all in his feelings about the whole thing. But Phil owed it to MJ to stay, and he didn't. And now he's out here doing some crazy shit. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe that I got to be mad at Phil Jackson. But I am pissed. At, I am pissed I mean, I was Jackson. mad at Phil Jackson when he was like, I'm going to walk away Bulls dynasty over. I'm going to go hide at my cabin in Montana for the rest of time. And then 18 months later, he's coaching Kobe and Shaq and the Lakers and winning titles with them. Right. As a kid, man, I felt betrayed. Like, even though, like, it's not like he could have helped the trash collection of players the Bulls had if he were to come back post-MJ retirement, Scotty being traded away, Dennis being traded away. Like, it still just hurt. I mean, Scotty was playing in the Western Conference Finals for the Portland Trailblazers and melting down and doing nothing. He, he, there was still there was still enough juice in that tank. He could have stayed. They could have paid him here, and when when MJ retired, they could have traded him then. And I would have loved to have seen what would have happened. It's twenty twenty three. We haven't done shit since. It's true. So twenty five years. 
25 plus years now that we're at the tail end of summer. Yeah. 25 years and counting. Right. Joey was just a twinkle in his daddy's eye. One, <laughs> one trip to the Eastern Conference Finals. Lost in five. Ouch. That's what we've had. Ouch. That game one in 2011 against the Heat, though. Good time. Woo! I was there. Good <laughs> time. Uh, that's it. We are out of time. Everybody give it up for Carm for filling uh, in today. We got, we got people out in health and safety protocols. We got Will the Goat having a birthday day off. Always a pleasure. Make sure that you're tuning in to Carm's amazing coverage on our CHGO Bears team. You guys doing pre and post game again this Sunday? We'll be there, baby. There you are, right here on the CHGO Sports YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to hang out with our Bears crew. Thanks for let's having me, Pat. Let's get a W Sunday, let's shall we? Let's get a W. Let's get it. I don't know if I can do another Monday like the one we had this week. I think I'm done with those Mondays. We, 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 we need a win. Need it. You need to follow him. This man right here, Mark Carmen, on Twitter at the Carm. Our pal and producer, Joey Spathis. He is at Joey Spathis. We call him Joey1K around here. And I am at Bulls underscore Peck. We are CHO underscore Bulls. Thanks for tuning in. Will the Go Gottlieb and Mark K holding it down with a fresh Bulls HQ for you guys tomorrow to lead you into the weekend. I and the rest of the crew will talk to you next week. Have a great night, Bulls Nation. See you, Red. Be good.